the number of people who actively play video games worldwide is expected to pass over 2.5 billion people in 2020, including 150 million in the United States alone. It's a $100 billion industry, and it keeps growing year after year, but how many of these people are actually addicted to gaming? Well, the conservative figure from the World Health Organization puts the number at around about 3-4% of people who are addicted to gaming. And while that doesn't sound like much, when you take into account that there's 2.5 billion <laughs> people playing, that number soon reaches into the tens of millions. Not everyone will be experiencing the same severity of addiction, dramatically changes from person to person, and for some people the problem will be fairly minor. One person may struggle with going to bed late and eating healthy, and another might be neglecting their children in order to play for 16 hours a day, never leaving the house. However, this doesn't mean that one person's illness should outweigh another. A lot of people, especially hardcore gamers, this is something I've noticed online, are quick to dismiss someone suffering from gaming disorder as having a trivial or non-existent problem. It's not as simple as just turning off the computer. Gaming addicts go through withdrawal symptoms similar to people in recovery for alcohol or drug addiction. They find themselves shaking, nauseous, tired, anxious, and headaches. These are all common problems when people try to quit gaming. And as a result, people should be able to get the treatment they need without stigma, regardless of their situation. But who exactly are these people who are getting addicted? I took a look into some of the demographics surrounding video game addiction and the people affected, and the results were pretty surprising. You might be surprised to learn that the average gamer isn't actually a 20-year-old student, but is a 35-year-old female. However, when you look at the gender breakdown of gaming addicts, it's roughly 94% are males and 6% are females, compared to around 50-50 for actual active gamers. So why is this? Why do so many men get addicted to video games? There's a number of reasons for this. A lot of research has been done into the differences between males and females in the world of addiction, but only relatively recently have studies been done on internet gaming disorder. There was one study carried out in 2018 that discovered men who played video games experienced higher levels of brain activity in, I'm probably going to say this wrong, but the medial, frontal, gyrus, and bilateral middle temporal gyri. <laughs> what in the world does this mean? Basically, this means they have a higher likelihood to experience cravings for gaming, even after only 30 minutes of playing. So the researchers measured brain activations using MRI scanning, which is pretty standard in most experiments, and they did these tests before, during, and after gaming. And they also took part in a small task before and after playing. And the conclusion was that there might be neural mechanisms as to why males are more vulnerable than females in developing gaming disorder. But one thing that I think is playing a bigger role in this problem is the natural competitiveness of males compared to females, combined with the ability to dedicate 100% focus on the task at hand without getting bored. Obviously this is a pretty big blanket statement, but in my 20 plus years of gaming or so, I've I've only known a couple of women that have spent more than 60 hours a week playing video games, week in, week out. However, I know a load of guys, including myself, that have done this regularly, and the, the behavior is normal, even encouraged in some cases. And it's not the case with every man or woman, obviously, I can only speak from experience, but 
that innate desire to beat other people, to improve and to challenge ourselves constantly, is something I've seen repeated time and again in my male gamer friends. In the past, we might have experienced competition through sports or fighting, when that was normal practice for most men, but nowadays in this culture, it's just not the same. You can still pursue fighting and sports, but it's not held in as high of regard, or it's not it's not considered to be a core component of a male's being. So we're forced to seek that competitive and challenging nature elsewhere, and video games are a perfect battleground to do it. Competitive games, specifically first-person shooters and ranked play and MMOs and all these kind of things, they're perfect for us to unleash that competitive edge to fight other people, to prove that we're better than them, to climb rankings and to ultimately establish dominance. You might have seen Ninja's tweet, the famous Fortnite player, saying the phrase, it's just a game, is such a weak mindset. You're okay with what happened. Losing. Imperfection of a craft. When you stop getting angry after losing, you've lost twice. There's always something to learn, and always room for improvement. Never settle. This tweet wouldn't be out of place from a professional fighter or sportsman, but considering it came from a famous video game player is kind of crazy. It just goes to show how far video games have come in the modern society. But regardless, what do you think is the cause behind 94% of gaming addicts being male? Is it that competitive nature? Is it deeper neurological problems? Is it just that desire to want to beat other people? Whatever it is, let me know. Send me an email, james at gamequitters.com, and I'd love to get your feedback on it and see what you think. But to finish up here, it's a pretty short episode because I'm pretty sick at the moment. Um, I think <laughs> I think that the air pollution in Thailand is causing me some real problems. But anyway, I wanted to make a quick announcement just at the end of this episode that, w- and I'll be releasing more information on this in the coming weeks. But in March, I'm actually going to be releasing a new podcast, and I can't wait to share more details with you. But it's going to be focused on community stories because one of the the biggest pieces of feedback I've received from people is to include more interviews and more stories and so I thought why not put it together in a whole new podcast. I want to feature stories from people who have experienced life after gaming which is the name of the podcast life after gaming or the lag podcast which I thought was kind of fitting. (laughs) I love I love acronyms what can I say but yeah I thought it would be a really cool idea to feature the good, the bad, the ugly, what went well, what didn't go well, what would people have done differently, what do they wish they did differently, and just feature interviews from you guys, from people in the community, from game quitters, from Stop Gaming, from all these communities around the world that are dedicated to improving their life by overcoming a video game addiction. I want to showcase them, I want to show people what's possible without gaming, and I think it'll be a really interesting way to do that. So if you're interested in appearing on the show, I'll be recording people, I'll be recording interviews over the next couple of weeks. I'd love to hear from you. Again, send me an email, james at gamequitters.com with the subject new podcast, and let me know. Now some basics that you might need to (laughs) make sure you have in place, just a decent quality microphone and internet connection. Uh, in terms of the microphone, you don't need to buy anything, just even those little default Apple or Samsung earphones that plug in, they're fine. Um, 
the internet's more of a problem. You need to actually have some experience of life after gaming. If you've been quitting gaming for a few days, probably not the best candidate for it. But if you've been struggling for three years and you're still and you still can't get over it, then I'd love to hear from you. I think you'd be a great fit. And yeah, just actually be able to talk for an hour or so. It'll just be casual conversation with some interview style questions thrown in. But yeah, I'd love to I'd love to hear from you if you think you'd be a good fit for it. And yeah, it's going to be awesome. But if you enjoyed the episode or you're excited to learn about the new podcast or just fancy spreading some love, leave a rating, review, and most importantly, subscribe to Gaming the System so you're notified of future episodes. Thanks for listening. And as always, I'll see you in the next episode. Peace. Thanks again for listening to this episode of Gaming the System, the number one podcast on gaming addiction brought to you by Game Quitters. As always, if you enjoyed the episode, make sure to share it around to family members, friends, or anyone you think could benefit, and don't forget to leave a review. It's super helpful. Check us out on social at Game Quitters Everywhere, and if gaming addiction is affecting your life, we recommend having a look at our guide on the website. It's gamequitters.com forward slash respawn if you're a gamer, and gamequitters.com forward slash reclaim if you're the parent or loved one of an addict. The important thing is not to lose hope, and remember, real life is always worth fighting for. See you in the next episode.